Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Another great week for It's The Real. Has it been another week? It's been a hot week, I'll tell you that. Very hot here in New York City. We went over to David Cho's place. He had the air conditioning running. Thank like, God that David Cho is back in town so we can use his air conditioning. Well, we have air conditioning, too. We do, but it, it was extra cold. It's the coldest at David Cho's house. Yeah, he does not give a fuck about the environment. Not, not at all. Shouts to David Cho. This week was really busy for us. First of all, I want to say that people should check out the newest video episode of this year' podcast on full screen featuring Dave East. I cannot wait for people to listen to it, to view it. That's a really great episode. Great dude. His management, Wayno, is a great guy. They have a great operation. A lot of exciting things happened uh, just on the XXL freshman cover. I think one of my favorite moments was going through every single person in the Dipset universe. A good listen, a good view. Check that out with Dave East. So this week, we had a bunch of events. We were running around in this heat. One of the, one of the nights, we went to the Bronx. There were two events going on in the Bronx. One was Swiss Beats through a party and art. Yeah, you set up an art gallery in the Bronx. Like, who, right off the Bruckner Expressway. And uh, who performed that night? Well, ASAP Rocky and ASAP Ferg came through. They were supposed to be there together, but Ferg came late. Okay. But anyway, a, a cool thing. Uh, there was a Ferris wheel. We didn't get to go on the Ferris but wheel. But we, we got there before the rain hit. And then after that, well, we went to the premiere party for what is it? it's the get down yeah netflix on netflix but and, but and, like it should be said like i thought we were going home right but we, we did not we did not go home we went to the bronx further into the bronx this was like deep in the bronx in a i maybe it was a former parking garage or some sort of warehouse that was yeah they set it up like it was 1983 they were like Break dancing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the 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 black and white checkered floors, people in costume. Yeah, I would say when we showed up because we showed up early. Yeah, um, there were probably it was it was ninety percent people who were paid to be there. Yeah, you had the the old women with the the cart with the shaved ice, right? You had, uh, piraguas. You had uh, people there in in afro wigs and uh, bell they bottoms. Were, yeah, they and, were. Everybody was costumed except Large for shoes. us. Everybody was looking like it was 1977 and they were ready for like a knife fight on the checkered dance floor. And we showed up. And we showed up. We did not fit in. No. But it was cool it was cool to see uh Cool Herc walk by and it was cool to see Grandmaster Flash walk by. Fun party. Jaden Smith was there cuz he's in the show. Right. But here's my thing. That party was enough for me to come home and say, "Let's give this a shot." On Netflix, let's watch this first episode. Now, I'm not a Baz Luhrmann fan. I'm not... Honestly, I'm not like an old-school hip-hop guy myself. But I was like, let me give this a shot here. I saw some headlines on The Ringer or New York Times or, or different sites that led me to believe that maybe this would be worth watching. And this party tipped the scale. We made it 20 minutes. 20 minutes. What, Jeff, if you were to write a review, if you had a headline for this 20 minutes that you viewed, what would it be? get it off my tv (laughs) yeah basically like it was just it it was a struggle to get through get the volume down yeah i was um i was not into it so you know after tearing through a bunch of programs like i watched stranger things yeah we watched uh the entire six seasons of uh game of thrones game of thrones You you didn't fuck with stranger things i did not fuck with stranger things i need something new to watch we've been watching the night of uh, but my problem with that is that I can't binge it. I have to wait every Sunday night until we can watch it. Yo, our group chat trying to figure out who the killer is. I need. Is so good. A new show to watch. So people, please hit us up. Let us know what we should be watching on television, what we're missing out on. I do want to say also this week, it was really nice. Two Chains team reached out to us and gave us a heads up. Gave us the first listen to his new mixtape called Daniel Sun Necklace Don. That was this week? Yeah. Pretty amazing. Shout out to them. It's, it's a great mixtape. It's what we've been listening to all week. That feels like two weeks ago. Maybe it was two weeks ago, but whatever. I've been listening to it for two weeks. Shout out to them. Also, Jeff, last week's episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real featured Dreezy, the Chicago rapper signed to Interscope. And at the end of it... She didn't know that our thing was called A Waste of Time. She didn't, she didn't know. She yeah. had no idea when we said that her mom should be on A Waste of Time with It's The Real, and she said... What's that? That's this show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, A Waste of Time. And so we sampled that, and every time in our outro, 
that we referenced. A waste of time. You hear her say. A waste of time. And so people like that so much that I thought if there's anyone else there who doesn't know the name of this podcast, <laughs> they will after this. A waste of time. 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 A waste. A waste of time. What's that? That's the show. What's that? That's the show. What's that? That's the show. A waste. A waste of time. What's that? That's the show. What's that? That's the show. What's that? That's the show. A waste of time. A waste of time. I've had this title for like a million years. A waste of time. I've had this title for like a million years. A waste of time. At fullscreen.com slash it's the real. I'm not. A waste, a waste, a waste, waste of time. Turn up. A waste, a waste, a waste, waste of time. A waste, a waste, a waste, waste of time. A waste of time. You already know. A waste of time. Fullscreen.com. What's that? Fullscreen.com. What's that? Fullscreen.com. What's that? Fullscreen.com slash it's the real. What's, what's, what's that? Fullscreen.com. What's that? Fullscreen.com. You already know. Fullscreen.com slash it's the real. What's that? What's that? What's that? I love Atlanta. A waste of time. Turn up. A waste of time. Turn up. A waste of time. Turn up. A waste of time. 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 A waste of time with it's the real. What's that? That's the show. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, a waste of time. Yeah. On today's episode of A Waste of Time. With it's the real, we have Ty Dollar Sign. Ty Dollar Sign. Ty and the Dollar Signs. We go through a lot in this podcast. It's it's great to have the guy here and talk about so many subjects. And it's also great when he gets up. And leaves to use, as he calls it, the piss cup. The piss cup in the middle of this episode. Listen for that towards the end. It's pretty funny. Shout out to Ty Dolla Sign. He has a new project called Campaign, a new song with Future. A lot of people on this upcoming EP, including Meek Mill, who he says is back. Shout out to Ty Dolla Sign. Shout out to everyone at Atlantic Records. Shout out to Jason for bringing him by. Jeff, when do you want to get into this episode? Now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Got the Pound Tuck, a.k.a. Weight Watchers. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Gimme Little Head, a.k.a. Zika Virus. That's the dollar sign. I give you that long stroke. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes, the waste of time with this the real. Hi, what's happening? Everything's good. Welcome to New York. Thanks for having me, man. I'm of happy course. to be here. Hot as fuck no, outside. Yeah. Well, but how could you say that as someone who's like a California yeah. native? Because it's hotter here than in California. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the actual podcast, we do want to say that this is being videotaped for fullscreen.com. If you are just listening to this, you're missing out. You won't see Ty's hat. You won't see us in our apartment. But also like, you know, Loser. you get to see <laughs> us a week early if you sign up for fullscreen.com slash it's the real. Yeah, you'll, and you get a free month. Free month. You get to see episodes with Charlemagne the God and Angie Martinez and Miss Info and DJ Drama. Tunji Ige, Michael Christmas, just yeah. everybody. A lot of people. Yeah. So go check that out. Joey Fats was and on. And if you go to TyDollarSign.com, then you get to see all of my exclusives and get it first and you're a boss. Oh, shit. Hello. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think that at this like point in your life you would meet and work with Paul McCartney? Oh, man. Um, the dollar sign is a legend, man, and it feels good to work with legends. You met Tupac, right? Yeah, I, I met him on some random shit when my pops took me to the, it was like where Digital Underground was staying at the Oakwoods right off of Barham. And um, we went over there in the morning. I don't know what my pops and them had going on, but... <laughs> Maybe it was to get some weed. Who knows? <laughs> Pops always be like, I wasn't smoking weed. Yeah, I know you were smoking weed. I remember the smell, nigga. Anyway, um, when they came out, they had like a vinyl of Kiss You Back. And I got Shock G. I got, what's the other guy? The short one, Money something. I forgot his name. Money D, maybe. And Tupac. And he came out in his drawers, signed the <laughs> shit. And 
I thought I was the shit. I mean, you were, and do you still do you <laughs> yeah, still, do you still have, have that? I still have it, but like, I don't know exactly where it is, and I feel like a dickhead because yeah, I <laughs> moved so many times. Oh, for real? You know, but uh, shit, I still have this one garage where like a gang of my vinyl is, and then I have a gang right now at my new house in the garage because I haven't had a chance <laughs> to put it in. But my good friend Glenn. <laughs> He's going to go through it. Arrange that. <laughs> alphabetically organize oh everything. Oh, my God. Alphabetically? Oh, God. Yeah, it's got to be right, man. You got to know where everything is at. For well, at least you're not over. doing it like color coordinated. You're like, it's in the. Nah, blue not section. that. Yeah, but not the problem that. with doing it alphabetical is that you add one record and it fucks up the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. So like, you just have a million records. You You have a record player at home, right? Yeah, I got the full setup, the Technique 1200s. Yeah. The full shit. Well, was there ever a thought that you would DJ? No, I, I began, like, in high school DJing, like, parties. And, like, when I would charge motherfuckers 600 bucks, 700 bucks to just come DJ with one turntable. And, then, <laughs> and like, my shit, my other one was fucked up. And then I would literally, like, stop the song, talk shit, <laughs> put on another record while I'm talking shit, and then keep the shit going. And it was lit the whole time. And shout out to everybody that paid me. And like everybody else thought I was crazy because most DJs was getting like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars. I was like, fuck that. I need a thousand. You feel me? Were these like Hollywood parties? Just hood like, parties. Oh. Yeah. Six, seven hundred dollars a pop? Yeah, man. Come on now. Robbery. I know. <laughs> and this before I was the dollar sign. Yeah, well, now, now yeah. you got to get on your like daddy cat shit and like fucking right. like make some real money. Yeah. For sure, man. And now you, all you have to bring is your computer. You don't need to bring it. Or, or unless Glenn wants to carry all the, you know, the, all the records. <laughs> yeah, nah, Glenn's cool. I'm not going to do him like that. <laughs> so, so, so nowadays people, it, it's starting, well, I've been around a lot of EDM dudes, right? But mm -hmm. like, it's corny to bring your laptop, I'm hearing. Oh, it's back to vinyl now? Nah, like you're no. just supposed to bring the little USB oh, stick right. and yeah, pop it yeah. right in and just know your shit. <laughs> And, like, if you bring your laptop and you can see all that, then you're cheating, basically. Wow. See, like, I okay. feel like you should just bring an assistant and just tell them, like, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because then they won't respect you. Then you're not DJing, you know? Nah, you're a boss. That's right. So, I feel that. <laughs> did, did, did you ever press up any of your own stuff on vinyl, like, back then and then play it at a party? Uh, no, nah, I didn't back then. But um, I pressed up this one... Um, this one single back in the day under the name Jack Sample Pros, and it was just like a, a, a underground type. I was a big fan, and, and you already know I was on all their albums as well, of Cyrock Creative Partners. Yep, yep, yep. And um, I did my own instrumental, and it, I called it Jack Sample Pros, and uh, the song is called Prescription, and uh, that went pretty well. And uh, <laughs> recently I put out the free TC album on vinyl, and yep. it's in all the Urban Outfitters, so... You, you know, so, and get a but, bar. But, but, <laughs> but it still matters to you to have like physical copies of your album. It's not in this digital world, right? Yeah, because there's some people that are like me that appreciate it and want to have, you know, their alphabetically ordered, <laughs> <laughs> ordered fucking collection of records. So and How also do you, you're you, you're from a car city, yeah. so like you know you want to have something to pop into your system. Right? Nah, I don't want nothing in my car now. I want my car to stay. I got, you know, I don't need none of that extra shit in my car. It can all come from the phone. Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, what kind of music were you listening to? Growing up, I was listening to a lot of um, rap, uh, hip-hop, R&B, old school. Right. Uh, hardcore. Uh, Just a bunch of genres. <laughs> the 94.7, the wave smooth jazz. <laughs> Just a bunch of stuff because, yeah, you know, my, my, right. yeah. Yeah. my grandfather listened to his music and I used to be with him. My mom used to, you know, do the R&B, Paula Abdul, all yep. that. Yeah. Pops used to be more, you know, old school vibes, Earth, Wind & Fire, sure. all that stuff. He was a but funk me, musician. Yeah. He was a funk musician. Yeah, yeah, he was in that group Lakeside. But me, like, I was more like Ice Cube, you know, Dr. Dre. Well, um, I wasn't supposed to be, but <laughs> that's what I was on. We're all we're all a similar age, and we we like 
we respect and love like the Isley Brothers, and obviously like that's some music that you were listening to back then, right? Yeah. But like Ron Isley to us is more like Mr. Mr. Biggs, Biggs you right? know? Yeah. <laughs> like whenever like like Down Low or Contagious like would come on MTV, like that was that was a moment. That was you know? our shit. That for was sure. our shit. Yeah. We so we used to do um and we used to do interviews for MTV these like short form like red carpet type interviews. Sick. And we we interviewed everyone from like Stevie Wonder to Rick Ross to whoever from Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah I met yeah. Stevie Wonder the other day at the Billboard Awards, He's and the I fanned out like crazy. That's the first time I've ever done that, but I screamed <laughs> like Stevie. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, you got to get his attention. Like, yo, yeah. that was Stevie Wonder, yo, <laughs> the greatest of all time. Was was he everything you thought he would be? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. He was a good sense of humor. Yeah, he's cool, super cool. Then he got up on the stage and ripped, and I got to see it right there in person. Amazing. What did yeah. he play? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was like a Prince dedication or something. That's dope. Yeah, I actually saw Prince as well before he passed right here at the um, at our apartment. Nah, <laughs> it was at um, the Saturday Night Live after party. Oh yeah, because like Kanye performed and I was singing with Kanye that day, and um, and I saw Prince get up on stage and perform with. Taylor Swift. Now. <laughs> <laughs> she Yo. must not be named, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forgive her. No. For uh for the 2009 incident. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing will make it better. No. Right. Yeah, we're team Kanye. Right. Um so you met Prince uh did you talk to him at the time? I didn't. He was just on Well, actually he came up because I was standing next to Jay-Z and them, and he said, what's up? And then next thing you know, he was on stage. <laughs> so I definitely got to say what's up, and that was about it. I've seen him at a couple other parties in, like, L.A. Just they, They're like, yo, Prince is here. He went back and, like, Prince is really there with, like, some some young hot chicks. Yeah. <laughs> I, went to, I went to the Grammys with Kanye back in 2005, yeah. and we went to Clive Davis's party, which, like, that was the first time that I ever went there and it seemed like one of those weird dreams like mm -hmm. you have where like every celebrity's in it and they all know each other. It's like like Chad from the Neptunes is talking too. to, you know, Tracy Morgan and Larry yeah. King. Yeah, Larry King was there. It was very strange. But someone did bump into me and I turned around and I swear I looked down and Prince was there. And I was just like, Holy <laughs> shit, like you're short and then he yeah. really like he disappeared. Vanished, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was Purple exactly smoke. like Yeah, totally. Yeah, man. The legend Prince, rest in peace. Yeah. So you met the legend Prince, you met the legend Stevie Wonder. Who else is there to meet? Uh John Mayer. Okay. <laughs> Michelle and Diggy Cello. Yep. Um who else do I really, really want to meet? It's this new legend named Jacob Collier. He's from London. He's like 21, and he signed to Quincy Jones, and he is the shit. You heard it from the dollar sign first. Well, what does he play? Every instrument and does, like, mad harmonies. And, like, he's just, like, the dopest, like, when it comes to, like, his mind and, like, thinking of chord changes and thinking of, like, just of being the illest musician out. You obviously play a whole bunch of instruments, right? Mm -hmm. Like you play what? You play play bass, right? Uh, play regular guitar, acoustic keys. guitar, keys. So you play so many instruments. Does it make you want to? Is there is there a different level to working with someone who speaks the same language as you do? Like like, you know, someone who can, you know, th there are there are artists and then there are just like rappers and singers and people who obviously there's levels to this, right? Yeah, for sure. How is that like? The difference between working with Kanye and somebody who doesn't like really like know no that music side like of stuff. That. Yeah, it's weird, man. Um, you'd be surprised because, like, for me, like, just knowing so much about music, and then you may even get like with another person that knows a lot about music, and you guys would make something like hella trippy. Like, say, if me and Thundercat get together and just make something hella trippy, and yeah. then like, motherfuckers might overlook it. Right, but then I'll get with like a person that just started rapping or just started doing beats. Let's say Mustard, mm -hmm. like he just started doing beats probably two, three years ago, right? Yeah. And like he made my first two hits right. that <laughs> sold over a million copies. So you know, it's you never know. <laughs> and 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 you and Mustard have a shorthand being so close, right? Yeah. So do you know what each other is looking for, or do you like to experiment and just see like where the session takes you guys? Just experiment, but like Mustard. The difference between him and a lot of people is like he DJs, so he knows like, yo, this is what the people want to hear. Right. And Ty, you're tripping. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> and shit, it works every single time. 
Save just went gold as well. Yeah, so congratulations. Thank you. Wavy's next. You know, <laughs> no big deal. Shout just... out to Mustard. <laughs> so it's not boring at this point, just being very successful? <laughs> it's crazy, man. I'm thankful, and uh, it trips me out every time to see shit like this happen. So when you were growing up, were you in, like, garage bands? Did you have, like, groups with your friends, like, early? Uh, Yeah. We always made, like, a new group. From like elementary all the way up to high school until shit now. Was there fucking me and Anderson Pack? Like, yo, we should do a band. <laughs> yo, is that you guys should do it. I don't, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But like, you know, he plays drums, I play bass. All we need is a guitar player, and we lit. John Mayer. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yo, hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 wait. First of all, what were the names of these bands? I don't remember. So many different ones. They just like, didn't last very long? It didn't last very Eric long. Eric was in a band called Catharsis. Well, no. It, <laughs> it was that we didn't have a name, and I think one night, you know, one of the guys in the band was like, we should name it Catharsis. Like, sure. No one else came up with an idea. Let's just go with that. So, yeah. yeah. Catharsis. I think ours is called Raid. To fight all those Beatles I was working yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys gig anywhere? Like, did you, did you play uh, out? I didn't really play out like that. I had, like, a school. I did, like... A school tour thing, like yeah. in the beginning, with my little homies. And were you in? Were you in concert band or marching band also? Nah, I could never like really get into it. I was in electronic music class. Yeah, where like they tried to teach me. Uh, what was that? Cubase. Oh yeah, Cubase. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Cubase was just so corny to me. I was like, my dad and them had ADATs right. and fucking all that shit, and I, he taught me how to work those and i thought i was cool for knowing how to work that shit but then <laughs> right after that fucking pro tools came in and well, just yeah. wiped everybody out well so w would you like to work acoustically and or, or uh, uh analog now no because <laughs> it's just like a waste of time but I, I learned pro tools and now i'm like a master at that i record my i, I record everything myself out of and, your home yeah like just on my laptop i could do it right here right, right. now yeah I have my duet actually on me. I pull that out, pull the laptop out. Laptop out. I have my mic, one of those little T one hundred three Neumanns, and we can get busy. And where's the craziest place you've recorded a song? In a trailer, in the back of the. Uh, I think it was like one of the MTV awards. Uh, <laughs> fucking J Rock was on my head about a verse I kept I, he was like yo send me the verse send me the verse and then like I just hadn't had time because it was just so much shit going on and then I did the verse right there in the trailer fucking people coming in and shit leaving <laughs> out fucking turn it in and I don't even know if he actually dropped that one an an another crazy one is uh, this song Campaign the, the most recent one I released with Future right. we did that shit on the back of my tour bus on this last Purple Rain tour with like 50 people in the hallway <laughs> no fucking none of the proper shit just like right there does that fuck Same up the way. sound it doesn't matter the shit's a smash and people <laughs> love it like so it's all good like i think shit is changing like you don't have to be so fucking by the book no well, yeah. more and that's like when you went down to mexico and you work with kanye and and you said that you know you were expecting there to be some sort of booth but the the door was open to like the outside right yeah shit's like, crazy life is a booth you know ah uh. Very yeah. think about it. Very yeah. deep. <laughs> I saw Alicia Keys a long time ago. Um, I don't remember what it was on, but she was in Jamaica, and there was some studio that they had outside with the mic right there by the ocean. <laughs> and they just did like a whole little album out there. And shit, after I saw that, I'm like, fuck it, we could record wherever. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, we had, we had Lenny S. up here, and we were talking about the recording process yeah. of like taking over two floors at the uh, Mercer, the Mercer right. how, how they created like the Watch the Throne album just like you know that's tight just there yeah it's amazing it's amazing what you can do now as opposed to like Cubase or as opposed to like what your dad did now your dad would be in on the sessions for Death Row yeah that too and at the Death Row time if I remember right they were on tape machine yeah for sure and um, maybe a little bit of the DA88A that scene but mostly tape machine shit and I remember just being a kid going in there. I seen Daz Dillinger do that one beat for Let Me Ride, the remix on oh the God. Death Row's Greatest Hits. And it was just hella weed smoke and fucking MC Hammer pulled up with the old ass bins. <laughs> looking tight as fuck. What color was it? I think it was like... Was it red? Like I wouldn't be surprised. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, blue. I can't quote it. 
Did yeah. uh, this shit was lit though. Yeah. <laughs> well, what kind of hours would you like your dad like be called into the studio at? Man, pops was always gone into some studio or on some stage, and he'll come in whatever time. But shit, you know. I just like the idea that like you know, because people people now like look at it as sort of like a business. It's like well. I got to go home and eat at some point. Like, right. I'll just record during the day. It'll be my nine to five. Like, mm-hmm. whereas other people do, you know, do yeah, the overnight like, session because it's a vibe. Right. Like, Bun B has, like, he does daytime hours. That's Nikki right. Does, Nikki Minaj does uh, daytime. morning. Yeah. Mm. Are you are you a particular type of day guy? It just depends who I'm working with. Like, yeah, I could be an asshole and be like, oh, yeah, I got to work on my time. But I like different vibes, you know? Actually, and you're your own engineer. You yeah, me, <laughs> yeah you... me, if it's up to me, I'm going to fucking wake up and just hop on my shit right there at the house or wherever I'm at. And I love working in the mornings. Some people, like when you try to get everybody together, it's usually going to be in the evenings because everybody's got to do what they got to do in the morning. And that's cool, too. Um, on this new project campaign, I was, like, done in the studio and my homie Jahan Sweet, he's another producer. He does a lot of Kalani stuff. Mm. Um, I went into his room. This is like 3, 4 in the morning. And he played me these two beats. And one of them ended up being the song called Dollar. The other one ended up being Zaddy. And those are on the new project campaign. So this is like 4 a.m. where I just spazzed, <laughs> freestyled right off the top of the head and did two full songs. So it's it's all different, you know? It just and depends. Who's somebody that you've been at the studio and like you've run into them randomly? Like, just being, like, that they were in another room. Yeah. Uh, fucking Wiz. The first time I ever ran into him, I was in uh, the way back room at the studio called The Record Plant. Mm-hmm. In and, L.A. Yeah, yep, in L.A. My homie, Terrace Martin, who I was trying to track down for years, <laughs> like, on MySpace. Like, but he never got back at me, just straight Hollywood <laughs> me for years. Like, I'm like, dog, I'm t- trying Has to do something. Has he still not responded? <laughs> no, he's cool. He's cool now, yeah, of course. But, yeah, but MySpace is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I finally met him in the hallway, and he was like, yeah, I'm in the other room with Wiz. Let me introduce y'all. And then he introduced us, and then this is back in, like, oh eight, oh nine when he had that fucking and say yeah, and say yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we just... We didn't even really keep in touch, but Twitter came out and like we found each other on Twitter, and then that's how we got linked up again. So, shit, yeah, that was hella random. In LA, like you were down with like YG, Mustard, obviously, Muggy, yeah, Mustard, uh, Iggy. Um, who was Drugs producing for first? Drugs uh, is me, my homie Chords, uh, Nate, Buddha, uh, James Koo. Um It's a couple of us. It's a lot of us, <laughs> and. Um, First, we were just doing my shit, and then a lot of people's shit, just whatever. Like, everybody was doing beats, but then once we, you know, became a collective, we were working on my shit, and then Chords and them found Iggy, and they were doing her shit, and they did that Ignorant Art Project. Yo, you guys made the one Iggy song I like. Which one, Pussy? Uh, Pussy. Her first song. Thanks. Her first song was the one I liked. And, um, you know, that shit took off. Iggy took off. Congrats to her. Mm-hmm. And the whole team, we're all doing our shit. Growing up and and being in these bands and DJing, and obviously, like, you saw a musical path for yourself, but did you see that path being easy, or did you think that it was going to be a tough road? Um, I thought it was going to be tough because I've been making beats probably since I was, like, 13, 14. But uh, it's just crazy because it happens different for everybody. Right. Mustard fucking got on in one year of learning how to make beats and became the biggest producer in the game, period, for like two years straight. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's all good. Like, but, but I'm just happy to be making money and to be doing this interview and like have people that are actually listening to my shit and care about my shit. For sure. Yeah. How did people find you then? Like, what was the method of sort of getting people's attention? Like, how I figured it out was, like, when I met YG. And um, it's basically just, like, leaving the, the studio and going to, like, parties and, like, meeting DJs and telling them to play your shit and, like, <laughs> performing the shit for the people, you know? And then eventually people love that shit and then somebody invites you and has some money for you. And then, <laughs> you know, then it goes even bigger than that. So that's the game, man. Just like, so were you playing around LA? 
Yeah, uh, it started like it started from literally throwing house parties to then doing fucking going to like the motorcycle clubs and like performing there, and then <laughs> going to like. Wait, can you just talk about the motorcycle clubs? Motorcycle clubs, so like. You already know we went to the black motorcycle clubs and shit, and we would just basically give them some bread to take their spot, and we'll invite all our homies out <laughs> and fill that bitch up, and it'll eventually get shut down by the police because we would fill that bitch up, and then the street outside would be filled up, and then you know. Uh, Did you ever get matching jackets from the motorcycle club? Nah, we wasn't with the motorcycle club. <laughs> we was pushing what, the label. Not too late. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And then from there, that'd be uh, dope if you did go back there and like had a party now. Yeah, yeah. At the motorcycle club, that would be sick. Yeah. And then uh, it went to downtown, like just renting out some little warehouse, packed that bitch out. Fucking, we did tooted and booted for the first time, and like it wasn't even on the internet shit. But by the second time we did the hook, the whole place was <laughs> singing it. So that's how we knew we had a hit. Crazy. Fucking, we called my homeboy. Um, James Earl, who's like an actor right now, you can look him up and like, I forgot the show that he was on, but like he does a whole bunch of movies and like he's done some TV shows or whatever and fucking he took, he had this, he had all the equipment. We went to fucking uh, Doc Waller Beach and shot the first tooted and booted like hella cheap and hella bogus. Our outfits look crazy <laughs> and fucking, we just had a gang of females and a gang of homies come out there. Next thing you know, a month later, it's over a million views and all the record companies are like offering to uh, to sign YG. And uh, then you, we met Brandon Moore and he uh, he was like a Hollywood club promoter he was like, yo, we got, we want y'all to come perform at some club. And then this dude, Max Goose, came to see us and he signed YG. And then <laughs> we started performing in more clubs. And then I was just like tripping out about this shit. Like, damn, this shit is crazy. Like, fuck. Uh, YG came out the club one day with like 10 bands cash <laughs> and handed Mustard 400 bucks and handed me 400 bucks for singing. And You're I like, seen all like that cash. I'm like, blood. Like... <laughs> I'm about to be an artist. <laughs> so then I started trying to focus on my artist shit. And uh, after that, uh, my homie Jacasso, who was like helping me produce all this shit, and he was playing keys on a lot of the shit and doing beats as well himself, he had got killed. And then that fucked me up and made me not even want to do music. And I, I just like stopped for a while and stopped doing beats. And then Mustard was like, yo, give me those sounds. <laughs> and I gave him the sounds. He took over. YG had that one uh, mixtape that blew up. And then life changed. I, I put out House on the Hill after that. Started getting hype again and trying to like figure my shit out. Then I had that song All Star, which got the attention. And uh, soon after that, I took a meeting at Def Jam uh, with Karen Kwok. Yeah. She was like the head. and yep. and um, Out here? Nah, out there in L.A. Mm -hmm. And and uh, I played her my shit, and she was like, yeah, this is dope. You could do this genre. You could do this genre. You could do this genre. I wonder what it would sound like if you just did, like, one thing. Like, I, I, wanna, I want you to come back and play me just, like, one body of work that's just, like, one one thing. I'm like, okay. So then I, met, I made Beach House, and uh, I didn't even call her. I just... <laughs> I just uh, you just took the advice. I just got I got a publicist, my homegirl Aisha, and um, and uh, I met Sean Barron, who is uh my A and R now at uh, Atlantic. Mm -hmm. At the time, I also made this other song that I was gonna put on Beach House, but I didn't. It was called Fumble, and I gave it to Trey Songs, and it ended up being one of his singles. So then I had the attention of Atlantic and they were like, all right, come on, let's do this shit. I'm like, let's do this shit. So Karen Kwok never called you back? Uh, like at the same time? She, she might have, like, oh. but it was cool. I already had Sean Barron. Like the thing about Sean is he understood me and he just let me do my music. And like, it wasn't like, oh, you should sound like this or you should do this or come back and play me just one thing. It was like, yo, I fuck with your shit. Yo. I, I believe in it. Let's rock. So fucking we did it. And uh, now I'm here today with y'all, man. It feels good. With Fumble, do you wish that, like, do you think that you could have done that song better justice? I mean, obviously it did very well for, for Trey, but I'm yeah. saying, like, is there um, a part of you that's like, when you when you write for other people that you're just like, oh, well, this could have 
done very well for me. I mean, it's a good song is a good song. So, you know, if people fuck with it, they'll probably fuck with it if I did it or if they did it. But the one thing about Fumble is that it sounds like a good song to take your shirt off and be a fucking silky ass R&B nigga to, you feel me? And I feel like he could perform that better than me at the time. Because at the time, if you look back, I was like hell of fucking sloppy looking, eating McDonald's and in and out every day and just burritos and just not giving a fuck. And uh, and that also changed for me one day when I, when I was playing in D.C. and I brought out Trey songs, right? I sold out the Fillmore and fucking had that shit rocking the whole night, right? Everybody going crazy. And then, like, two songs before the end, like, before I would do Paranoid, which is, like, at that time, like, the biggest shit in the world. Yeah. And uh, I brought out Trey songs. And when I brought out Trey songs, man, he must have did this shit, like, with his shirt and took his shit off a little bit. And they screamed so loud that I couldn't even hear the music anymore. And when I heard that, I'm like, this motherfucker. I'm like... I'm never eating no bullshit again. I started working out and like I wanted to do the same thing one day, you know? So, you know, it was it was definitely an inspiration and 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 uh, shout out to Trey Songs, man. So <laughs> when when you write for other people, are they looking for you to write in their voice or are you, or are they bringing you in because they like your voice and they want you to just write that? This is the trippy thing. Uh before the Atlantic thing and um, during the YG, like Tudor and Buddha, before the YG Tudor and Buddha, I, no, after YG Tudor and Buddha, okay, I had Tudor and Buddha, then I did a publishing deal with EMI. Mm -hmm. And when I did the publishing deal, they would bring me to uh, little summits and writing camps and like, we're trying to write shit for people. I'm just, oh, okay, we're in this artist's camp, we're in this artist. So I'm trying to like figure out, oh, what would this artist say? Oh, you know, just fucking working my brain as hard as I fucking can, trying to figure out like, oh, what would be the dopest song? I never placed one fucking song that way. Wow. But once I just started doing my own shit, not giving a fuck about none of that shit, that's when it happened. The Fumble song was for me, mm -hmm. but then I played it and Sean was like, yo, you, should, you know, you should play this. You should let me play this for Trey. <laughs> so I gave it to him and he made it happen. And, uh, you know, I started doing that. And then the next biggest song I wrote, fucking Loyal for Chris Brown. Mm -hmm. That's another one I was just writing. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing my, uh, for myself and my homie Bobby Brackens. I, I was yep. doing my verse in the hook. I did the first verse in the hook and then I gave it to him to do the second verse and then I would have did the bridge and then made a single for him, yeah. you know? But I don't know, that dickhead fucking <laughs> let Chris Brown hear it somehow and he snatched that up and we took over the world. So <laughs> shout out to Chris, shout out to Bobby. Um, Bobby actually helped me write this song, Saved, that we went gold on today. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he put out a new tape as well recently. He's here in New York now calling me to come to the studio. So we're going to go sauce it up. Nice. Um, shout out to Bobby Braggins, man. Did you write, you wrote on the Amar Amarion, Janae Aiko? I didn't. It sounds like I did. A lot of people called me like, yo, you wrote this song? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was somebody trying to sound like this song. Wow. I'm just playing, man. <laughs> those are those are also my homies, though. <laughs> um, my nigga Sam, what's up, bro? <laughs> Sam, look, I'm just fucking with you, bro. <laughs> so we've we've spoken to people who have been like to writing camps, Bridget Kelly, right. um, BB yeah. Borelli, different people. You just your experience in those writing camps was you didn't you prefer yeah, not BB to write. BB Borelli, by the way, yo, a problem, what? a yeah. problem, yeah. And she's funny as fuck, too. Yep. So, like, That's personality, yo. And she's on Def Jam. Shouts to Karen Kwok. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, when you... Karen Kwok knows what's up. <laughs> well, now she does. Yeah. She knows what's up. Yeah. Shit. She knew what's up then. She told me what to do. And I did it. <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> so, I'm always thankful for that. So when, you, um, when you go to these writing camps, was it something where, like, you... You knew what you wanted to write and didn't really care to like write with other people, or you just weren't vibing with the particular people that were there. I was vibing, and we always made good songs, but it was just—I don't know—it just didn't work that mm -hmm. way for me. Mm -hmm. The way they worked was just doing my own shit, and it feels good. 
Can you talk about the phone call that Kanye made to you to come down to Mexico? Like, what was that like? Uh, I just got a random call from one of the other homies, and he told me to come down, and I thought it was bullshit. Yeah, like how did? And then I got there, and it was for real. <laughs> but you took, like, you took that flight, and you and you still thought it was bullshit. I did. Like I just didn't know if he was really gonna be there or like what I mean, was what gonna would happen. Be there? I just didn't know. Like, like other like I know like other homies that go to shit like that and like be like i wonder if they're really gonna be there and like <laughs> they don't end up really being there or right. like had you met kanye before yeah i met kanye back in sara days they mm -hmm. took me on tour to the touch the sky tour mm. in europe and that's when i first met that whole squad and we were cool from then always a chill dude but just happens to be a superstar yeah did yeah. you did you work with uh, any of the other guys on that on that tour, Lupe or um... Lupe? I worked with recently. Uh, I did this song called "Next to It" for him. I did the beat, and me and Shafiq from Solid Rock Creative Partners, we did the mm -hmm. beat together, and um, I did it, the hook. Is that when you met Consequence back then? I met Consequence, yeah, Solid days, mm -hmm. and uh, yep, because that's how I, we still knew of each other. But I was always a fan. It felt like I knew Consequence from just listening to Tribe Called Quest, because right. like. I was always a fan of him, so meeting him was like, damn, that's consequence. Like, <laughs> some of the other homies may not even be like up on it, but right. like me, I was tripping out. Like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> and yeah, man, feels good. Totally. Yeah. Fucking, I just hung out with Buster Rhymes the other day. You know, that was like my favorite rapper growing up. Yeah. And uh, we had dinner at Sylvia's and shit. I'm about to do a song with him. So I love working with like the people that I fucking want to work with rather than like whoever's like, hot right now you yeah. know yeah so, shit. i mean like you worked with jagged edge <laughs> yeah like that's dope how did you uh, make that happen because this dude named poon um poon daddy was oh. uh you yeah. know him well drama told us about him yeah yeah so poon for those of you that don't know was like a dj for the morning show on the main station in atlanta back in the day and his partner was ludicrous before right. ludicrous was a rapper and um chris lava lava yeah. yeah and uh of course they knew everybody from just being in atlanta so how i met uh poom was he was managing yg after yg got the deal um he ended up somehow getting in and uh i just kept in contact with him and he hit me like yo the, uh, you should work with the guys one day, and I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Like, like okay, they're, they're still doing shit. Okay, cool. I'm down. Like, whatever. Send me some shit. Yeah. And then one day, I was just doing my own shit in Philly with with a uh, Pop Wanzel, and um, I'm just playing with that song straight up. And at the end, I'm like, yo, this this is how crazy if like fucking Jagged Edges on the niggas is like what? Like, <laughs> Jagged Edges. I'm like, hold on. I got on my phone, hit fucking Poon, and he plugged me with them, and they were like, hell yeah, we'd be happy to do that shit, and they knocked it out, and um, yeah, man, shout out to Jagged Edge. Yeah, and by the way, you got like Whatever all they four need, members. I got them back, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Could have been like three, you got that's, all four. That's true, yeah, it's yeah. not like Boys to Men now, where it's yeah. like, you're missing like, what's his name with the cane, Michael, whatever, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when, okay, so when you were down in, in Mexico, what'd you do in your off time, or was it just all work all the time? Uh, it goes down in Mexico. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> More than just playing basketball. <laughs> right. Mm -mm. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so you worked with... <laughs> <laughs> you worked with Kanye down there. Who else was down there at the same time as you? Um, campaign's about to drop in a couple weeks. And uh, I think we should talk about campaign. Fair uh, enough. Campaign is going to be one of the most important projects to ever drop. Um, I got this song on there called No Justice, which is like one of my favorite songs that I've done so far. And I would say it's the most important song um, that's out right now. Um, it speaks for itself. It's called No Justice. And we've been seeing all this shit on social media, on the news that's been going on. And like there's been no convictions for these motherfuckers killing us and like that's fucked up you know it's just crazy for the young people out there right now so i'm just trying to bring awareness to that with my music what else better could i do than that mm -hmm. and i'm trying to get other artists to step up with me and uh 
you know we need we, we need some changing out here we need some awakening out here so what's up you know thank y'all for doing this again and thank y'all for helping me spread the word of course and for sure the dollar sign is not only you know a turned up you know crazy motherfucker i also care and uh i know there's a lot of other people out there that do care so let's let's change this shit together and uh, no justice. Get that right now. It's on Apple Music, iTunes. It's on this show. You heard it first. You little bitch, you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, campaign is also out. Me and Future. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to turn it right back up after you listen to No Justice. And I got a whole bunch of other bangers. Um, me and Meek did a song on there. He's back. He's killing. Um, I got Trey songs. I got Wiz Khalifa. All the homies on there. I got YG saying a little uh, thirty second spoken word of what he thinks about the election and everything that's going on. And I love what he said. I got the Honorable Minister Farrakhan on there giving his two cents. Well, actually giving his a million dollars. Okay. I got <laughs> I got uh, Vic Mensa who says something really cool, Will I Am. My homie Nate Howard who's also, who does all the intros to all my projects. Oh, you said a few people on here. Yeah. <laughs> he went in here. Those are all interludes, by the way. Um, I did most of the, the, the verses. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you always been like interested in politics or just, I mean, like now it's sort of unavoidable. Mm, yeah, it's definitely unavoidable now. I wouldn't say I was into politics like that or never thought I would like go this hard with it. Right. But what did happen, like what, which would probably like make me think that I would go here is like, I was a heavy Talib quality, mm -hmm. fucking heavy, most deaf, heavy, anything raucous records. Like, so, you know, they were on that shit too. And, um, I guess it's only right, you know, once you start getting into this shit and you see all the shit that's going on in the world and you realize, damn, the people are looking at me. I have the power to, like, maybe change some shit or help out. So, shit, I'm here. Let's and go. Yeah. Uh, another person who's been, like, very, uh, like, straight up about how he feels, especially lately, is YG. Yeah. Um, had you guys spoken Fuck about it before? Trump. Well, even even beyond that, like, yeah. saying, you know, like, when, when these convictions don't go down and and, you know... It, it just shows in his tweets, in his, in his speeches uh, when he's performing and everything. Did you know there, that there was that side to him as well? I definitely didn't know that about him. You know, we just came in on some turned up shit, and like, yeah, some real life shit as well. But I didn't know he was gonna get into this, and it's dope to see him, and I'm proud of him, and thankful. You know, all of my brothers are with the same shit, and we're gonna fight for this shit and change the world together. Uh, do you always play your projects for your dad before you put them out, or? Uh, I try to. I definitely play it for everybody that's around me, and I'm always asking questions the whole time, trying to see what people think, and more more so than asking questions, just looking at like uh, body language mm -hmm. and like seeing what makes people activate. So <laughs> you're like you'll you'll edit like um, if you see something. Like, they're like, okay, like, this is hitting, this might not be. For instance, I have this song on, on my project right now called Stealing. And um, it's with my homegirl, Tish Hyman, mm -hmm. who did uh, Horses in a Stable mm -hmm. uh, on my last album. And um, and right now it says, uh, I'm stealing all these bitches' hearts, right? Which I am, and, uh, <laughs> you know, now a, lo a lot McDonald's of us young anymore. players are. Yeah. are and, uh, and that's dope and everything, but... I played it for uh, my homegirl, Julie Greenwall, mm -hmm. who works at Atlantic, and and she really fucks me really hard, and she was like, yo, man, damn, like, last time we were horses, this time <laughs> we're like a thousand bitches, like, god damn, my nigga, like, I love you and all that, and you sound great, but like, please, like, and like, yeah, like, I understand where she's coming from, but I'm just saying, like, that's just how I talk, and like, a lot of people talk, but then again, fuck, like. I really saw she really like felt the type of way. Mm. So I'm just about to say still in all these ladies' hearts. <laughs> and 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 that's just out of respect for her and, and my daughter and like You changed the lyric for uh for Babyface too from Nah, I didn't right? change it for Babyface. Babyface was cool with the lyrics and shout out to Babyface <laughs> for being cool about it. Uh I changed the lyrics for Patrice Russian mm -hmm. on that same song with uh, Jagged Edge that mm -hmm. we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And Patrice Russian was the originator of that, that groove, that melody. Um, and her song was called Settle For My Love back in the day. And she allowed me to use the flip of the interpolation of it. And she said, my only thing is, 
you got to take out all that damn cussing. <laughs> and she's like homegirls with my pops. Um, she's also uh, heavy religious mm. and um, a professor at USC. And like, first of all, she's letting me use her. This Patrice Russian, the God, you yeah, know. Yeah. So since she was letting me use the interpolation, it was no question. And that's cool. Um, some people understand it. Some people don't. But I do understand, uh, you know, shit is real out here. So I'm about to change it out of respect. And it's all good. I don't have a problem with that. Um, where are you as an artist in terms of... I also promise, excuse me to interrupt yeah. you. There's only going to be three bitch words on the Beach House 3 when it comes out. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Um, yeah. Where are you in terms of being an artist right now where you want to sell some of your art, but you also give a, give away some art in terms of... The like, internet. Yeah, the internet yeah. and just sort of like feeding this this cycle that everyone needs something new every so often. I'm at the point now where any anything else I put out is about to be for sale. You know why? why? Because you could just rip this shit for free if you want. So <laughs> I'm going to make you do a little bit of work. <laughs> Straight up, everything else is going to be for sale. I got to feed my family and everybody else that's working so hard with me. It's not only me, you mm -hmm. know? Like, I have a whole crew out here working with me, and we all need to eat. So right, all We're that's not talking to $600 tie anymore. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> <laughs> $600 million tie. Yeah, yeah. And um, shit, um, you know, you have the option to buy it which a lot of people don't, or you have the option to stream it, which we still get paid for, and we appreciate that. Or you have the option to go rip that shit, and that's cool too, as long as you're playing it and enjoying it and uh, but, doing but, something positive with your life. But the one thing that they can't steal is seeing you live. That like, is true. That experience, yeah. and the first but time... But they can, because oh. there's a lot of gatehoppers, and I see y'all too. <laughs> there's a lot of people fucking themselves up, you know, ripping their clothes open, ripping their skin open. And, you know, they're still out there and, like, I appreciate them, too. <laughs> Getting kicked out for smoking weed in the concert, all that, you know, we love it all. You know, even listening from outside and waiting until we come out of that back door just to get a picture. And, you know, some of the security guards are assholes and they won't let me do it. But sometimes I'll fight them and be like, fuck that. I'm going to take a picture. And, and it's all good, you know. So I appreciate all the fans. Uh, first time I saw you was in 2013, I think. Um, oh, you did a Scion show, uh, and it was at Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. Um, and <laughs> oh, your and I dad played, Fredo. and Fredo came out, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, my pops was there. Yeah. Shit, he was playing saxophone. He was playing trumpet, and I had a saxophone player as well. My dad's homeboy, and. Um, Shit. What was it like to play with your dad? It's lit. Every time Pops is available, I call him out. And, you know, he's one of the best musicians ever. And it's just a fun fun thing to just have Pops up there. I just feel like, you know, I'm just fearless. I got my Pops with me. What y'all niggas going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what was it like to play in front of Fredo Santana? I'm sure it's the same emotional response. That's right. That's Man, right. shit. You got Fredo in the cut. You feel me? It's a scary sight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Fredo, man. I just got his new project that he dropped. It's dope as fuck. Have you... Uh, have He's you... like, name a, name a time I took a bitch to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you talk about your relationship with uh, any of the guys who were like original Death Row and are still around today? Like Snoop? Like Snoop, like Daz, like... Yo, Snoop is a genius, man. And uh, just knowing Snoop is dope. Uh, I will say he has the, the best studio I've seen in L.A. Like uh, the best like whole, he has this whole little shit. Like it's dope as fuck. Wait, can we talk about studios in L.A.? Have you been to Will I Am Studio? Yes. That's I supposed to be like a spaceship. Yeah. I'm trying to like talk him into giving me. Uh, the keys? Nah, his, <laughs> this one room that uh, that the, the Beats Radio oh, just right. moved out of. Yep. Oh, they, oh, they're not there anymore? They just moved out. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to talk him into it, but then I heard... His whole thing is he doesn't want any fucking weed smoking, so that's automatically <laughs> not going to work. Wait, what if you promise him no weed smoke, but... Why would I do that? <laughs> at, well, because once he gives you the keys, then he can't kick you out. <laughs> that's true, but I'm a man of my word, so I ain't going to like just like tell him some shit. No, it's just a surprise. Have you been to Shangri-La, uh, Rick, Rick Rubin's, Rubin's studio? studio? <sighs> I don't think I've been to that one. 
Have you been to Nightbird Studio in the basement of um, Sunset Market? The, the hotel? Yeah, 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 that's the shit. Yep. Um, have you run into I worked on some, some smashes there, actually. Which ones? Uh, uh, some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything on this project? Um, what do we work on there? By the way, I think your some phone of, is like uh, beatboxing. This is actually that Jacob Collier dude. Oh, for real? Um, Some of... uh. Four or five seconds was there, I believe. That's yeah. dope. Um, I, I did some other shit with two chains here as well. Um, how I much? Stuff? I need to work at this. I need to get a month there. That studio is dope. It's really dope. Yeah. How much stuff do you have that hasn't been released yet that you're just like, oh, this might come out? Is um, it just like a bunch of stuff? I don't know if I'm gonna release it. Usually, uh, I've done like a gang of songs, man. Like, I was just at. Uh, at uh, Spotify and they had like a hundred and some songs in their system <laughs> for my shit and I'm like damn that's crazy but like a year I would say I'll probably do like four four hundred songs maybe it just depends how much time I actually have to get in last time I was here in New York in one night I did 15 songs 15 what? songs? 15 I'm not that's gonna like say the full shit levels, yeah. I'm not gonna say the full shit maybe like the hook the verse the hook and then I'll save the second verse, just in case everybody's fucking with when we come back to LA. Well, is you know? is that how you and Future connect? Because he sounds exactly the same. Yeah, when we did um, campaign, we did like a, a gang of songs, and he just gets on and freestyles right off the top of the head. All right, next beat. All right, next beat. All right, next. Beat. Oh my god, damn, that shit was hard. By the way, I just uh, on Spotify you can create playlists, and I did uh, every single Gucci Mane song ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it's the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it's like it's impossible. How many did he have on there? Uh, right now I'm up to eighteen hundred. <laughs> eighteen hundred, no duplicates. It's so stupid. So the next time that Jeff goes and like you know Oxcore DJs, yeah. then you can just you know. Yo, if you're wondering like how I waste my time. <laughs> It's by trying to figure out every single Gucci Mane song. Let's it. Have you ever revisited ideas where you're like, you know what? I had the start of a song that could have worked for somebody else, but I'm going to use it for myself instead. Hmm. Yeah. For sure. Or done a song with one artist that was super huge and then for some reason doesn't come out on their album. And then another super huge artist <laughs> comes and is like, yo, I want it. And... And it happens like that too. But it just has to be a super huge artist. Like yeah. it can't be like anything beneath. We're talking to Ty Dollar Sign. I know. True. Yeah. Very the true. dollar sign, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ty and the dollar signs. That'd be a good eighties band. That would be. Oh. Ty and the dollar sign. Ty and the dollar sign should be you, Anderson, and John Mayer. Right. I wonder how they would feel about that though. Yo, they're the dollar sign. That's right, Doesn't yeah. <laughs> Yo, bring your father on board and, and John and the Mayors. John and Anderson the and the Pecks. I'm not What's mad at any of those, called? by the way. Anderson the Pack? Yeah, no, his, he has an actual band. Oh. Anderson Pack and the. Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> catharsis. Yeah, <laughs> catharsis. Um, so, 15 songs, 14 songs in a day? That's crazy. Hell yeah. That's um, wild. How are you so. Can I like, interrupt y'all to course. go uh, use the piss cup? Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. The Thanks. piss cup? Piss cup. <laughs> <laughs> Only a weed smoker would call it a piss cup. I know. <laughs> That's really funny, though. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I did want to say you you originally met Wiz obviously when you guys were in different uh, studios in the record plant. Where did you guys connect? Just personally after Beach House, uh, right before Beach House two, he hit me on Twitter, and he was like, "Yo, um, we've been listening to your shit every day. Let's work when I get back from tour." So it was probably like around this time right here, right? Mm -hmm. And um, he got off tour. Uh, we went in the studio and we did like 11 songs in one night. And then... Um, 
you know, doing one this song is, in, in a night is very disappointing at this point. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, it's a dozen or more. This is after fumble, and um, by the way, after fumble, Trey Songs hooked me up with Kevin Lyles, who was managing him, and he started managing me, and then I was like, "Yo, what if we add Will and Wiz?" because they're you know in the streets and like actually going to the spots i'm like we would be a super squad yeah and that's what happened <laughs> taylor gang or die taylor yeah. gang or die had juicy KWL. signed uh at that point or no juicy had already been way turned up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah did you go over to europe for what was the thing that that uh, Taylor Gang participated in recently. Uh, yeah, the, the, um, the, the Red Bull Culture uh, Clash. Culture yeah, Clash. Were you there for yeah, that? Yeah, I was there. Can you talk about how much you hate Mix Pack and? <laughs> yeah, no, they're all what, pussy. What, what? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Shout out to uh, Cranium. Yep. Popcorn, all them. They killed it. What and was that experience like? Was it? It was dope. Everything like, you thought it would be. Like for me, it was a regular show. We just oh. going out there to perform and talk shit, which I do the best. <laughs> and fucking, it was this other shit called Eskimo Dance, which was like the British dudes, and then it was us, the Americans, and then it was them, the Islanders. And like we're at a sound clash. Of course, they're gonna pick the Islanders. <laughs> cool, but we were still going hard. We were still going hard, talking shit. We had the best fucking uh, dub plates. We had fucking. Uh, Fat Joe singing, you know, a special version of All the Way Up. We had fucking Genesis, OT Genesis doing a special version of Cut It. We had all the biggest songs out, plus us. Mm. So they were going crazy, but of course, when Mix Pack dropped that fucking Drake one yeah, dance, yeah, yeah. it was over. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about Cameron. I heard that you're a Cameron fan. Cameron was also my favorite rapper after mm -hmm. Busta was my favorite rapper. And uh, have you met Cam yet? Yeah, okay. I met him a couple of times. We haven't worked or even, I don't even, not as I've been like Ty Dolla Sign like that. Oh, you met him I, before that? No, nah, but like at the beginning, yeah, like two to the Buddha times. Whoa, yeah, that's awesome. Where was he then? Everybody, we were at how some show like that we did for Taz Arnold, like a Tisa show, yeah, mm -hmm. where he had me perform first on one stage and then had fucking Cam perform <laughs> and uh. We just like met in the back, and the police shut the shit down. So Damn. I was like, Cam is the best. Cam is of the best. Of course, what? He's Wiz's favorite rapper. He's your favorite rapper. He's our favorite rapper. Yeah, he also yeah. named our apartment South Harlem. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so shouts to him. Yeah. And every time we see him, he's always just like, "How's your mother doing?" And we're just like, "Fine." You've, oh, you've well, never how's met your her. mother. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> he really is the best. Did you Suck see it his? Is not. Did you see him? On, yeah. Did you see him on um, on Instagram? Uh, freestyling the other day about Big L right. growing up with him and Big L's murderer and like the sort of nah, stuff behind that. I gotta check it out. Some yeah. real shit. Some real shit. He's the best though. Yeah, he's always been the shit. Um, so now with with campaign, are you gonna be touring coming up as well? Like behind it? Uh, I might hop on another tour with a very incredible superstar. Um. Or I might chill and record Beach House 3. Who knows? You're being real so cagey right know. now. <laughs> I'll let you know. Guessing some superstars. Know, I'm yeah. like, Jacob Collier. <laughs> he might be some very huge superstar, you know, that you would be like, damn, this nigga Ty did it again. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, Could it be a, a Touch the Sky Part 2? <laughs> I don't know what it might be. Interesting. Man. Okay, all right. God might bless me with, but you just know well, I'm in his high favor. <laughs> and it just keeps on coming back to back. Well, congratulations on everything that's happened so far and everything that's on the way. And we're so happy that uh, you got paid $400 to perform, you know, Tutin Boot It with YG. Which was less than I was making a DJ that's with what I'm one yeah. turntable. Right. So glad you didn't go back to DJing. Right. Well, thanks for coming through. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Always the Time. It's the real Jeff. If people want to find out more about us and where to get this podcast, where can they go? You can always view our episodes on fullscreen.com slash it's the real. Go watch us there. You can also stream us at soundcloud.com slash Always the Time. Also on iTunes, search for Always the Time. With It's the Real. 
You can also find us on Instagram at It's The Real. You can find us on Twitter at It's The Real. Facebook at It's The Real. We are on Snapchat at It's It's The Real and It's The Real Eric because It's The Real was taken. You can find us in the streets. You can find us at the grocery store. Sure can. You cannot find us outside currently because it is a million degrees outside. That's that's official? It's official. People should add us on Twitter and say not for real for real because that always makes me happy. Nah, for real, for real. N-A-H-F-R-F-R. Jeff, this podcast cannot grow if the two of us are the only people yelling about it. We should probably get our friends who listen to this podcast to tell their friends, like it's a biggie video and Puffy was asking them, what friends do you want to tell about this? A waste of time. I want to tell a rapper out of, I don't know where he's but his name is Real E. Ripe. How do you spell that? Well, on Instagram, it's Ripe I Trust. Ripe I Trust. Yeah. And uh, he reached out. He said that it was a dream of his to get on the podcast. Well, guess what? I told him dream bigger. Well, his dreams come true today. Shout out to him, and he should go tell all of his friends about it. A waste of time. Real. Yes. Jeff, I would like to tell a bunch of people, including our friend Jenna Luckman. Yeah. Formerly of LA. Burn, burn, for a burn, burn, bit. Burn, burn. Now back in Florida. Shout out to Jenna, who listens to this podcast, enjoys this podcast. She has so many friends, she should go tell all of them. I also want to tell Anthony Philip Rafa, who is Anthony Rafa on Twitter. He subscribes to Full Screen, SoundCloud, and iTunes, all three. He should go tell all of his friends. And finally, Boomin from Toronto. I think it's Up Top Boomin. Up Top Boomin. I emailed him. Did you? Yeah, he asked me for some advice and I emailed him back and I never heard back from him. Well, you know what? He reached out on Twitter and he said that he would appreciate the shout out. So shouts to Boomin. Well, I would appreciate a response from <laughs> the great advice that I gave him. How about if Boomin just says, now nah, for real, for real to us? Whatever. Would that make it up? That would be great. All right. Jeff, good week this week. Let's do it again next week. You want to do it again next week? Let's do it again next week. Whatever. All right. See you then. Not nah, for real, for real. Not nah, for real, for real. A waste of time with It's The Real. What's that? That's this show. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs>